Hey there, I'm Amanda Marcotte and this is How to Be a Badass-ish. The truth is, we're all badasses, we just forget. Because we also forget that we're human and sometimes we fall on our face. Join me in celebrating all life's failures because ultimately, that's the only way we grow. Hey everybody, welcome to How to Be a Badass-ish. Today I am with one of my most favoritest people ever, Elizabeth Anderson Sierra, and you own One Ounce at a Time. And normally what I do is I will tell everybody a little synopsis about you, kind of introduce you. Um, but the thing about you is your numbers and stats and like fame level and, and donations and all of that stuff like changes literally from day to day. So really quickly, for anybody who has not heard of One Ounce at a Time, you are what I love that you call yourself a milk goddess. Well, actually, okay. interjection already. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> already. Welcome to my show. <laughs> uh, just to clarify, like, that's not a nickname that I gave to myself. It's, it's actually a name that my followers and my milk recipients have given to me. And it's accurate. It's totally accurate. Oh, I love it. Like, I'll, I will, re I will accept that, <laughs> uh, which is something that I struggle with is accepting, yes. you know, positive things thrown my way. But, um, cause you yeah. know, like you have a vagina and you're an American and that's hard for, what? I know, <laughs> for, I have a what? I have a what? <laughs> So, okay, before I get too far and people are like, what the fuck is happening today? So We already brought this to the next level. Right. So <laughs> Elizabeth, the reason she has the nickname the Milk Goddess by all of her fans and followers, and when she says all, again, I'm going to let her tell you the numbers because it's astronomical and ridiculous on like an uncomprehensible scale, even for me, and I watch it all the time. Um, but you have a medical condition called hyperlactation. And basically what that means is you overproduce breast milk. And because of this, and we'll get to the downside of all of this magical awesomeness from you in yes. a minute, but the, what you have done is you have turned it into the most positive and most amazing thing humanly possible. Like you've donated ridiculous insane <laughs> amounts of breast milk to preemies micro preemies like you donated a just a, a shitload of milk to Puerto Rico when the hurricane happened and I mean you've got some stories oh do I yes. oh do you <laughs> oh, do I? okay so so before we go too far I want people to really like really understand when you say my fans and my followers like very quickly talk about a, how you went from being just this average amazing woman to having how many views on 60 Second Docs? Because every time I tell you, like, oh, well, it's at 60 million, you're like, well, actually. Well, actually, it's at more than 180 million. 180 million <laughs> views, people. Okay, all right. So you have 180 million views on 60 Second Docs. That's a, that's a lot of minutes. That's, I, that's 180 million minutes. My brain actually does not fathom that number. I cannot comprehend that number or that impact. Cause it's, I, I cannot. Like the <laughs> average person. I mean, I, celebrities, it takes years to accustom themselves to that. Right? right. Okay. So you get interviewed by 60 second docs and literally within seven days, cause I was there for the whole fucking experience. Yes, you right? Were. Like, yes, was, you were. Oh my God. Thank you. You held my hand. Oh, oh my crap. gosh. One day I get this call from this woman who says, so I, I was given your name. I was told that you were the best at building brands and websites and the whole thing. And I really need help. And I gave her a price. Now here I got to interject. This was right before I started going through all of my shit, which of course you watched as well. Like you've been yeah. there through that as well. Oh yeah. And so right before all of that, I thought fixing all of my problems was raising my price. And you said to me, I don't even care because I know what's coming. And then you told me what was about to happen. And I'm like, well, shit, get on for this ride. And I, y'all, okay. So it was like <laughs> on a Wednesday, we have a conversation. 
about how we're going to set up her website and her brand. And 10 days later, she calls me and goes, so I just hit like 8 million views on this thing. And now I'm getting phone calls and now I got to set up a page and I got to do all this stuff. It literally happened in less than two weeks. Less than 24 hours. That's right. It uh, went live and it was like, all right. (laughs) I I have never um, put anything out there prior that had gone viral necessarily. Um, It's never my intention. Uh, I put, you know, stuff out there authentically and from the bottom of my heart and from a place of compassion. Uh, I think like prior to that, the one thing that I'm super proud of is posting uh, a picture of my two girls with uh, the Ellen show in the background and Ellen saw it and, Ellen saw it. and she oh put it on her Instagram. <laughs> my girls are on Ellen's Instagram. See, and here's the best thing. Okay. Cause we still haven't even told people. I love how that's your mind boggling thing. And we have not even gotten to how many so how many groups, you have support groups, you have yes. Facebook page, you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you have 60 second docs decides to like triple your fame every couple of months and like releases this. And yes. now it's local, a- local news stories, uh, which have gone uh, globally and also filming for uh, the New York post, which is that's like, that blew my mind. That's not small tacos here we are talking about the burrito that's $5.99 and it's bigger than your head (laughs) (laughs) you're giving a price apparently $5.99 that's a good deal (laughs) (laughs) so okay just how many people do you have in just your main support group the one ounce at a time main mama support group we're actually holding off of member requests right now because I'm scrambling to put um, the 13k giveaway together we try to launch them before we hit the number and we're just holding off on member requests but so we have so that you're not grossly <laughs> inaccurate because <laughs> overnight you get 3,000 requests true, yeah true but we so oh my growth oh my gosh uh so now I'm going to interject really quick here because I think people think we're exaggerating no I, we're not exaggerating like you literally have 50,000 like fans on your Facebook page or like can you uh, cumulatively and we like I do have a main support group we have an off-topic chat group we have a donation like a a milk donor support group Mm -hmm. we have a group specifically it's smaller but it's specifically for moms who are inducing lactation or relactating which like I don't even care what I do on my day-to-day life with hyperlactation. I give mad props and kudos and respect to the women who are inducing lactation or relactating for whatever reason that is is their drive and their passion behind it. Now explain to people really, really quickly, like just what relactation actually is and what the purpose of it is. Because I'm sure people are going, what did, I'm sorry, what? What are you talking about? Like Right. So one example could be one that I see really frequently um, might be a mom who has not received adequate breastfeeding support in the beginning of her journey in those critical first few hours, first few days and weeks where your hormones are going crazy and you need to establish your milk supply. They didn't have support. Mm -hmm. And so they stopped or they quit or their body gave out on them. Mm -hmm. And Uh, when they're in a better place or they have better support or they're just basically like, fuck this, I'm doing this for my kid. Mm -hmm. And they want to come back and um, try again to provide- retraining their bodies. Exactly. Like providing the stimulation, putting the time and the effort into your schedule and pumping and nursing and trying um, some of the best equipment out there to um, getting back to breast. Like the dedication that goes into that is more than a full-time job. Yeah. And, you know, and, and, but there's also other situations, mothers who are adopting, maybe they've never had a child and here they are trying to trick their body into uh, thinking that it just gave birth, whether through um, like birth control hormones or that sort of thing. And then pumping and giving their body all of this stimulation to release the hormones, to make the milk, to feed Mm -hmm. the baby that they might be adopting or um, have gotten 
uh, or they've gone through like surrogacy routes. And See, so and the fact that, okay, I'm just going to interject here really quick with the marvel at humans' bodies and especially women. Yes. The fact that you can adopt a baby that was grown in another woman's womb and you, our biological response is, oh my God, there's a baby that needs to be fed. I can actually change my body and my body chemistry to provide for that baby, right? Yes. And it's it's funny because in modern times, we're like, oh, well, I'm adopting, so let's just shove some formula in. And this is not to say moms who cannot breastfeed or decided to quit their journey or whatever, for whatever reason, because there's a multitude of reasons. This is absolutely not shaming those women whatsoever. Right. It's, it's just marveling at the fact that that is something you can actually do with your body, right? My mind is blown. Yeah. My mind is blown. And but even like grandmothers that have not been lactating forever and relactating to feed uh, their grandchild. What? It's a thing. People are doing it. And I am just blown away at all of it. That's a marvel. Because <laughs> all of it. And, and to... The other thought that I had with the formula is that's that's what's standard right now. I mean, there's so much wrong with how we do things now in 2020. Like, like my bottom line when it comes to things like breast is best or fed is best or any of that kind of situation is to rise above those labels and those foundations and everything that's been put out there mm-hmm. and above everything else, no matter what, support is best for the mother on her journey, no matter what it looks like, period. I'm so fucking thankful that you said that. Goosebumps. Oh my gosh. No, that's great because we've had this conversation before. I did not have support. I had none. I didn't either. And that's too common. That's That's very common. It's like the common denominator in motherhood. Like no matter what, like, yes, you are gonna have mothers that are successful and um, we don't give them any less support. I'm, 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 I'm so thankful that they had it, but the common denominator for the majority is that support is not there in one way or another, yeah. whether it's from your partner, from your workplace, from your friends, from the internet, from your the family, p- the person that you saw at Target that looked at you weird. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. Or like my favorite is when my son, and I'm sure you experience this because the support doesn't just not exist right after you have a baby, which as a mother, it's the most isolating, terrifying, like, what the fuck now moment that you've ever had. Everyone follows your pregnancy journey and they want to see the baby bumps and they want to see the pregnancy announcement. They want to like encroach upon that. And then after the baby's here, it's too much to bring a meal over. Yeah. It's it's too much that you, you can't attend the wedding. You don't want a crying baby at your wedding. Like, or like shaming the mom because she's so exhausted for four hours of sleep every single night that she's, she doesn't even care about basic hygiene. It's like, come over and let her take a nap. Right. It's not even like, mention hormones in any of that equation. Oh my God. Okay. So we could go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but I want to circle back really quick because I, I want, I want people to understand. So why you, why do you have this support? Why have you gone viral with these insane news media outlets? And like, you're a keynote speaker at all of these mom conventions and like these events and all of this stuff. And like, seriously, y'all, okay. The the number one reason that you don't have a completed website is because your shit changes (laughs) so quickly that I cannot keep up. And I'm like, okay. All right, like I can, I, I can. Oh my I god, it's, with it. oh it's my insane, and it's just, and it, it, and there is no stopping. It's like you press go on the speed train, and and you have yet to make it across Europe with this thing, right? Like I, I also feel like, like for example, you know, some of the like my, and I'll tie it right back in. Like my situation is so different. Yes. My situation is not relatable. We are talking. Um, like the hyperlactation and everything else associated with that is just not relatable to the majority, mm-hmm. to like not even one percent of the population. Uh, even of mothers is not going to be in the oversupply category, mm-hmm. even. And I 
felt ashamed at the beginning because everyone wanted what I had. And here I was drowning Mm -hmm. in life, in motherhood, knowing that there was nothing remotely about this that was okay, that was normal, that I didn't know where I fit in. And then I kind of realized I don't have to fit in. Like, stop trying to put, you know, the circle into the square. Like, I, I don't, I don't have to fit in. And I think that like going back to the very beginning, um, as I was, you know, sharing and trying to find my own pride in what I do, because I felt ashamed of what I had had and Mm -hmm. what I did for so long, because it just wasn't normal. I was, I was embarrassed. I was ashamed. I was confused. I wasn't Mm -hmm. supported, not medically, not like my husband was incredible, (laughs) incredible Mm -hmm. with, you know, I, 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 I was dealing with milk all of the time and needed to call upon him all of the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I just didn't have the support. I wasn't comfortable posting in mom groups about issues that mm-hmm. I had. I wasn't comfortable posting um, a morning pump session. I wasn't comfortable sharing my donations. I wasn't, mm-hmm. none of that. And do you think a lot of the reason that you weren't comfortable is because your situation is so unique that women who going back to not being supported and feeling abandoned and isolated and like we we have this idealistic thing of sisterhood and yet we're so fucking mean to each other, so mean to each other. So do you think part of that shame actually came from women who were ashamed of being, not being able to produce or underproducing and then feeling like you were kind of shoving it in their face? Exactly. And like, uh, I will just put this out there full transparency and I own it. I am an empath Mm -hmm. like to the core. I love how you had to like (laughs) lead with, I'm just going to put this Uh, out there. I'm girl. I've talked about magic and like tarot cards and like the whole thing. Not a crutch. This is not like anything other than me trying to learn and embrace this part of myself. That has been something that I've more Mm -hmm. recently learned about. I mean, even two years ago is more recently to me. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and that's accurate because when all of this, so when all of this came about, like, why did they pick you? Like, why were you special? You, as a hyperlactation, yes, you overproduce milk. And it's, it's an extremely uncommon thing. And I find it interesting that you reached out to me and we had all these little paths that we were supposed to meet. Like I almost hired you as a babysitter. And then all of a sudden you found me as like a, the brand person and then come to find out, Oh, I actually had hyperlactation and I had no idea what it was. So when I had a freezer that you could fit a body into, right. That was filled with milk. And that would be after I would feed my child. I thought I was straight, right. I can relate. And yet for me, I still underproduce what you, what you do on a regular basis. So what are the numbers at now? So I'm super excited about this. Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm working on figuring out how to memorialize this for me personally. Nobody else needs to, I don't need like congratulations or anything from anyone else, but for me personally, to be very proud of my journey for me, like I am really excited to be just about at 300,000 ounces donated in how many years because like that number is hard for me to wrap my brain around and yet (laughs) so is the millions number (laughs) right and how many years has you have you accumulated that many ounces donated and that's donated that's not your little two-year-old baby like drinks milk all the time like that I don't I never see her eat solid food so like that doesn't happen right (laughs) so so this is after you feed it's your children. Children, yeah, plural. Yeah. So I have two little ones. I have a five-year-old and I have a three-year-old. I can't believe I'm saying that. <laughs> but um, uh, so I have been doing this. I have been pumping for five years now. So it is a, it's a long span of time. But um, if you do the math and you divide 300,000 by five years, essentially, like that's, that's a ton. Mm -hmm. And then you can do more math and you can, 
um, divide 300,000 by 126, which is a gallon, and you can figure out how many gallons. It's a lot. You're asking me to math, and well, that's like, painful. Well, like, that's <laughs> simpler, simpler numbers. But the, like, the bottom line is, going back to like how everything started, a recipient of mine actually reached out to a page that I have so much adoration and respect for. Mm -hmm. um, it's Breastfeeding Mama Talk on Facebook. Mm -hmm. She's also on Instagram. And um, I had seen stories shared there all the time. And I wouldn't, I do, never would have crossed my mind to reach out and, uh, you know, ask mm -hmm. if I could post mine. I was ashamed of my story. Yeah. But one of my recipients was also a follower of this page and reached out to Breastfeeding Mama Talk. And then um, we connected and I shared a story that was putting out more of the downsides and the expenses to what I do because mm -hmm. breastfeeding is not free. Like, no, don't, in any way, shape, don't or form. spin it any single way. Like breastfeeding mm -hmm. is not free. Mm -mm. And for me, especially it's financially crippling and because well, of my medical condition. When you're, when you're literally pumping, approximately two gallons a day. And, and, and I'm, I'm and this awful is at not math, by but choice. I, like no. this is a medical condition. I understand supply and demand. That uh -huh. is the norm. I am not in that category. You are not normal. <laughs> I'm not. not yeah, I am not, not. I own it. You're super fucking weird. And I love you. <laughs> yes. And it, the, the funny thing is it, like the only reason I know, cause God knows I am terrible at math. The only reason I know that you at one point we're pumping two gallons of milk a day after feeding your babies is because we've discussed it and you've talked about it and you're trying to wean yourself off. Now we're going to, we're going to go into the dark side of this because everybody, especially all of your fans, like your 50,000 followers and like your 15 million gajillion groups that you run and maintain <laughs> for support groups for mamas and everything. And like, I, I see both sides because you and I are good friends mm -hmm. and I am your tech witch and I do see all of that background stuff, but I also see the front side because I, I, I'm not a breastfeeding mom anymore. So I cannot help these mothers. It's been so far gone at this point that I, I wouldn't even be able to tell them really what sensations to look for. All of these, all of these mothers um, put you on this pedestal and idolize you and assume that this is super easy for you. Mm -hmm. And they also like they're they're very demanding. I know that when we set up a program, thinking that we could just do a beta run and like you could help mamas, there was such a massive influx that it was so overwhelming for you. We had to unfortunately shut it down and rethink how we're doing that, right? Yeah. And. Um, you, you work constantly. You have two phones because you're, you're trying to run everything all the time. Like, and so people look at this going, um, oh my God, she's, she's just so fantastic. And you're on social media all the time. And so of course you're just eating bonbons and like rolling in money, right? Like a porn star type of thing. And the back end of it, you've been input, put into the hospital multiple times. Like your life has literally been in danger because More of this condition. More than 45 times. More I than know. 45 times. Yeah. Your life has literally been in danger because of this. Yes. You've lost friends. You've had people take gross, gross advantage of you and your heart and your empath and, um, yes and also your gift, right? And you have, um, I mean, you're working on two phones. Most people will say, and I've talked about this many times, I used to work 80 hours a week proudly and sleep five hours a night thinking that was how I needed to operate. And you have such an influx of everything coming in all the time that it's almost like I actually have watched you go, I don't know if I can come up for air because if I come up for air or if I put something down, like, will everything shatter? So it's true that, that dark side of being so famous and so wanted and so needed. And then you have this amazing heart where you want to give everything. It's, oh my gosh. You, like, you know, I you do, know. I do. And it's like this, this almost, um, not catastrophic, but it could be if you didn't have people like me going, okay, all right, no, <laughs> put your fucking phone away. And we're going to write like actually giving you that permission to 
to take a break because you are the only person that's given me that permission that has put that I are have you to like, serious? You are the only person that's given me that permission, the constant, I will say nagging, but mm-hmm. it's in a, in a friendship way, like, mm-hmm. um, or just like solidifying the validation that it is okay. The world's not going to end. Mm-hmm. And to, you, you're always putting that message out there that it is okay to put your phone down. It's okay to have self care. And I'm not talking hair and nails, yeah, like no. that's, that's cool and everything, but you know, like turn your phone off for 24 hours, see what yeah. happens. And yeah. when I did, that was the one time that I remember yeah. in the, in this summer when you actually did that, that was like the only time that I actually saw you not wound up like Imploding. a top. Imploding. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, I, and, and of course I, I can preach that now because we, okay. So can we talk about our history? Yeah. Is that okay? Yeah. It would have been really awkward if you had said no, <laughs> right? Well, I mean, like, I guess we can. I guess, okay. I suppose. Ladies and gentlemen, a story on consent. All right. So, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> tea. Okay. So. Spill some tea. Um, when we, when you first hired me to do all that stuff, I was at that moment. I was pushing 80 hours a week. I was working five or sleeping five hours a night. I was working all the time. I didn't know how you did it. I, I don't either, to be honest. Actually, um, I was looking through some videos and some photos of when my son was three years old. And I'm very thankful that I'm so obsessive about taking videos and photos because I genuinely do not remember a single one of those moments. And that's how you did it then. That's, that's how I did it. Not I gave, okay. I gave up everything except for work. And when I had my complete meltdown and imploding, I had already started, right? Like I was starting to fall off and you and I fell out of um, communication and rightly so you felt like I had totally screwed you over and just kind of walked away. Right. Because the other, the other side of me is at the time I didn't talk about what I needed help with. I didn't talk about well, I was, what was going on. We were friends then, but I was your client. Mm-hmm. And so you were professional. Yeah. And I kept it close to the chest and I, you bottled it. I bottled a lot. And I think that's why I almost died. And we've talked about that, yes, right? Yes. So when everything for me imploded at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, and you heard some really shitty news from a, a source that we are both connected to, and you reached out, and I can, I, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta tell you, <laughs> you want to know how to bring somebody back from the edge of the precipice, like, all you have to do is reach out and say, hey, are you okay? And that's what you did. You, you literally reached out and said, I just want to check in on you. And you didn't ask me for coffee. You didn't ask, you just said, are you okay? And I started talking with you. I know from your empathic gift that you're like, she's lying when I'm over here going, oh yeah, everything is just fine. I'm great. Right. (laughs) So, um, and I don't, and, and you were actually there when another person from my past recently came forward and asked me to go to coffee. And I felt very empowered when I was able to say, no, I don't, I don't want to engage with you, but I didn't have any of that trauma from you. I didn't have any of that malice. I didn't have anything other than huge amounts of disappointment in myself because I had neglected myself so much that I couldn't help anybody else. And that was devastating for me. So you reaching out and then us going to coffee, like I came home that night and I cried so much. I don't know if you knew that. I came home and just started sobbing. Like, oh my god, she liked me, she really liked me. But I I know how that feels. Yeah. Well, and so I want to say, like, have I made mistakes? Yes, I have. Mm -hmm. Have I learned from them? I hope so. Yeah. And I've been there. I have been on the edge. And one thing that if I've learned anything um as an empath, I'm accepting, um, is that I I'm not going to be the one to push you. I'm yeah. not like, I don't have it in me. Um, I, I don't, I don't care if like if it was dealing with my children, like that's another thing. But as yeah. far as everything else in life, I, I don't have it in me. I don't know if I ever have. And mm. 
Um, or if I have, like I've stepped away from that completely and I don't remember. Yeah. But well, and, and the one thing I know is there's absolutely not a malicious bone in your body. Like there, there was a shitstorm incident this summer that I was the one lighting a fire behind you going, ah! right? Like, and you're just, you just kind of were going, it's okay. Let's just be calm. Let's just let it go. And I'm enraged yeah. over here going, I, no, we're not. <laughs> I am not, like, I am not a confrontational person. Yeah. I really try and minimize, like, uh, tension. I, I truly do. And I, it was more important to me to make sure that people are okay. Yeah. And are going to be here another day uh-huh. because literally when it boils down to it, like when you've been in that situation, that is the only thing that matters to me. Yeah. I, I could, like, there is no amount of hatred that I could hold within my body that would prevent me from trying to fix things. But at the mm-hmm. same time, like, I'm not going to go chasing after. I'm not going to, like, no. change needs to come from other people. And, you know, even with the things that happened this past summer, do I think about those people? Yes. Do mm-hmm. I love them? Yes. Would I love to talk to them? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, you know, realize and understand space and growth mm-hmm. and moving forward. And and you can love people and not have them in your life. Right? It's true. Like not everybody has to be there. And I'm really thankful and that- I don't, like, I don't need- I don't need, uh, like the followers. Uh, I don't care about numbers. I don't care about mm-hmm. like how much I've donated. Am I proud? Yes. But that's for me. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be proud for me and I literally do not care mm-hmm. if nobody else feels that way. I don't, yeah. I know I've made an impact and I don't need it validated. I, I know that people move on and that's okay. Yeah. I know that my personality is not for everyone. Yeah. I know that I, I, I just can't de- like hold in. I absorb conflict. I, abs- yes. I absorb it to a cellular level mm-hmm. and I am learning and growing and calm. And releasing. And releasing, yes. 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 So, okay. I'm going to ask you this. Hey, hey. Okay. And you asked, you specifically said, don't send these questions because a lot of people want to mentally prepare because you've listened to my podcast. So, you know, I get deep, you know, I get as though this conversation, yeah, we've been super shallow up until now. Just, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Right. Um, Okay. So with, with, especially, especially with, you know, the ebb and flow and, Losing relationships, refinding relationships, finding new relationships, cutting ties with other relationships, putting yourself in the hospital because you've pushed too much and having the condition that also puts you in the hospital, right? Like you're saving babies' lives, but at the end of the day, you are also putting yourself in danger by yes. doing this, right? And you've had a lot of a lot of stuff go up and down. And I remember you were terrified to actually just take a freaking break. Like all of a sudden you would wake up and everybody would be gone. The business that you had built and how you were helping all these mothers would disappear. And when that didn't happen, I could, I could physically see you go, okay, all right. Right. But of all of that, what do you feel the biggest failure you've had this far, either in your business or your life? And what do you, what do you feel like you've learned from it? Biggest failure. Mm-hmm. Or at least something that maybe sparked something that felt like an epic failure. Because the, the other thing that I've noticed as I've been doing this podcast is what we feel like failure is for other people to go, oh, so you tripped a little bit, right? Like right. it's not actually a big deal. But what do you feel for, with with all of this stuff that has happened and now you just keep getting more popular and helping more mamas and keep coming up with new ways to help the masses because the one-to-one with 50,000 people, it's just not even close to reasonable, right? I think that my biggest failure or downfall is as selfish as 
this may sound to some, or maybe not at all, is forgetting about me. (gasps) That's juicy. No, you know what? I'm really glad that you said that because that is where I think everybody fails more than anything else. We're so worried about this illusion of success, right? We were listening to the fabulous Ash Ambridge right before we started recording. And she talked about how she was in the, the, what would she call middle-class project for a long time, like wanting this idea of success that other people have put in and neglecting ourselves at all costs to accomplish that. And right. Like I have titles, I have nicknames, I have followers, I have all of this stuff, but it's, it's stuff. Like my, my bottom line is so much bigger. My message has so much impact that I will never in my lifetime or the next be able to fathom. Yeah. And I am not these titles. I am not these nicknames. I have an entire life before milk making. Yeah. I'm prior military. I have incredible achievement medals. And I have, you're a beautiful artist. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I am creative and like, there's so many different like aspects of my life. I've always felt like my life is not like the whole, my whole life is just not normal. I feel like it's full of extremes, mm-hmm. extreme highs, extreme lows. And um, that I'm just supposed to sit tight and and go through it. But no, like at the end of the day, I sometimes forget myself mm-hmm. and I have to, you know, like it is not easy. I, I just can't like check in with myself all of the time. Mm-hmm. And well, and it's not easy for somebody like me who I, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm known to a select group, right? But I'm not famous. I'm slightly concerned that I'm going to be famous. <laughs> and I do mean concerned because I've watched you and I'm like, oh my God. You see, <laughs> like it's, and I, but neither of us, I've never wanted to attract yeah. the fame. It's never been about. Well, that's me. a Harry Potter quote right there, Ooh. right? Those, those that are meant to leave usually do not seek it out. But then that kind of just, solidifies and validates when people are doing the right things for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And then Ellen DeGeneres happens. (laughs) (laughs) Ellen plug, just another Ellen, right? Um, We, we gotta, we gotta get you on Ellen. That's for damn sure. And it's because yeah, in all of the time that I have known you and, um, and especially in the last few months, how our relationship has grown more as a friendship as opposed to just a working relationship, right? Like I have never, ever, ever seen you or known you to seek something out at at the detriment of others in any way, shape or form. Everything that you have done, it is to help others in the, in the most, the easiest way possible for them. Right. And I actually remember when we did this whole beta program where to help mothers be fitted for their flanges correctly, because you've also correctly fitted over 8,000 moms. <laughs> 10,000. 10, again, <laughs> the numbers, that's ridiculous. But, and, and you finally went and got your license, your CLBC license. And I think it's funny because now you're like officially official because you've got a piece of paper and yet you have more experience than a vast majority of CLBCs, not to like like throw them under the bus. I I feel like the the certification actually put limitations on my college versus necessarily helped. Well, that happens a lot in American college. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, conversation for another day. But um, you, you have, when we did this flange program thing, which I still think is brilliant, and we're still, by the way, for anybody that's listening, especially for your fans that have been like, where did that go? We are trying everything yes. we can to set it up so that there's different levels and self-led and then you have one-on-one, which without having, I mean, we didn't even announce it. 
And in one month, you had 200 people sign up for this thing that were supposed to get one-on-one consultations. And that is in addition to all of the other things that you were doing, running giveaways and donations for like mamas that were in, uh, their babies were in hospitals or like uh, just all kinds of stuff because you do all of that so often. And I remember when I was trying to help you price it, I had to force you to charge $25. She strong armed me. For the, I did. With one arm. I did. My one arm With is your very one strong. Arm. <laughs> well, my last name was strong. It was not just a nickname. No, but I, it's, so you, you are kind of also the perfect example of of how when something is so natural and you just want to help people and you just want to make the world a better place right ever like but you also have to feed your babies and it's that that hard place between a rock and a hard place the juxtaposed position of um getting paid so that you're not exhausted, so that you're not running ragged, so that you can afford childcare, so that you can afford an assistant, so that you can afford a tech witch to like build all the programs in the background yes. for you, right? Like all of that stuff. And yet it is, it is genuinely physically hard for you to charge people to on a, help them. On a cellular level. On a cellular level. It really is. So for anybody that's signing up for her memberships or anything else, she doesn't know the prices. Don't ever ask her. Just, I, I set them because I've watched her. I've watched you, um, package up some of your milk that, um, and I've watched you break pumps because you've used, you've burned through like seven pumps or something insane like that. Right. Well, it's more than that. Oh, of course it is. Okay. So 40 gajillion pumps, you've, you've burned through them because you use them so much all of the bags, all of the supplies, all of the time, you, you literally cannot travel without a breast pump. You literally cannot go on two a day to day, two of them in case one fails, because yep. then you would be put in the hospital if one of them failed. Yep. Right. And all of the bags, all the supplies. And I watched you package up, like, I, I don't know, I, the number's going to be wrong again. Let's say three gallons or whatever to a mom. Of course, she's smiling. <laughs> she's like, well, it's more like 27 gallon. But anyway, you packaged all them up. You made sure that they they were food safe to travel. And then you paid for this to fly across the country to a mother who was adopting a baby. And you did that just because. And I even said to you, like, any any mother that is getting their new child would have never, ever, ever said, no, I'm not going to at least give you shipping, right? But it's like, you care so much about people that I'm behind the scenes going, you need to get paid. You have to feed your kids. You have to pay your mortgage. Like, it's, so I find that, I find that fascinating because you are so much in your calling. And I've watched. Oh, I love it. You do. I just lo- I love what I do. You really I do. Love. And you are, you are very gifted at it because not just from like, this is your skill set. This is what you could teach. Right. And this is where I'm going to throw myself under the bus because the reason I'm trying to do evergreen stuff is because I cannot human as much as you do. <laughs> I can't, I, but it's not sustainable. It's like not. it's acutely aware, you know, especially like each day that goes by it's, it's not sustainable. It's, it's yeah, it's not. And it's, it's exhausting too. So with all of that and all of that stuff, like we've, we've talked about how moms don't have enough support and how you have this amazing condition that you're using for good, but it has also almost literally killed you multiple times. Yes. And so you have all of these fans that see you as one thing, right? And I don't think any of them even know that you are a painter and you are a phenomenal painter. And I don't think any of them know, maybe every once in a while, if you do a little blurt, like on Veterans Day, right? Or something that you served in the military and you're decorated and all of this stuff. But what is, what is something that you wish people knew about the real you, right? Like, what is something if, if you could tell the masses one thing that could 
potentially humanize you for them so that they understand. And I'm sure all celebrities go through something like this in the sense that, listen, I, yeah, I may be famous. I may have all of these opportunities and whatever, but I am still a, just a human. So what is something that you wish people knew? On my, uh, personal Facebook profile right now. I have a video clip where I'm at the Spark event. And Spark. Oh, I got goosebumps. Yeah. Spark. Uh, but I was handed the mic and I was floored and you were feeding me things to say because I was like, this is not a computer screen. I don't know what to do. Oh my God, I'm in front of 300 people. Yeah. But I said that um, not all heroes wear capes and mm-hmm. some people wear badass breast pumps. And, um, I, I don't actually consider myself a hero. Um, I would want people to realize that I'm so human. Mm-hmm. My, my kids haven't bathed in a week. My, uh, I haven't, I got to shower today because <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want Amanda to throw me out. <laughs> um, you would have, we would have been a good company. I'd say, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I, I have a month's worth of laundry that's not folded. I have dishes that are clean, but they are sitting in my dishwasher. I have thousands of unread messages and text messages and I have a husband that doesn't get enough attention from me Mm -hmm. uh, that is served and needed. I have two girls who I want to be involved in their life and I want to really be there in the moment. And I mean, really be there. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I'm not, and I don't have patience. And sometimes I yell and sometimes I cry and sometimes I scream at myself and I just want people to know that it doesn't matter what I have done. None of that matters. I am so human and the bigger picture, the bottom line is that support is needed. The grass is not greener on the other side Mm -hmm. and we all have journeys and lives and we need to be proud of what we are doing whether it's breastfeeding or motherhood uh and stop beating ourselves up and the bottom line is support is best and i am human you are amazing. You are <laughs> such a badass. Like seriously, you really are. I I do. I love you so much and what you do is just so phenomenal and I I just I do. I admire you because you take all of this literal fame and thousands, tens of thousands of people that are vying for your attention all the time and you are such a giver and such a giant heart and and you are such an amazing human that you really do try to be there for every single one of those moms right and people peanut butter that is spread out too thin yeah is not very good it's true (laughs) then you just get a whole bunch of bread that's true Okay, Elizabeth, I love you so much. And I am so thankful that you came over and chatted with me today. And thank you for having me. Yeah. So where, if moms do need help, we are working on a program to help moms. Yes. We're working on multiples. So you're going to have a membership soon where moms will be able to call in and actually connect with you directly in like a, a group, um, atmosphere and they'll be able to get tips and tricks on a regular basis. And you also are, we're building the, the program for moms that want to be self-led so that they can help themselves, um, pump better and produce more milk and have a better fit and all of that for their babies, regardless of the age, right. Or what their situation is. Right. And 
you're a speaker at like all of these mom events. I'm so excited. Yeah. 2020 support is best. I love it. I love it. I do. So where, where can people find you for just, just, just in general, because you've got so many facets too. And that's the one thing that you and I have committed to is we are going to get all, all the 5 million links on one thing for you. So, and I do know that your membership is starting March 15th. What? Oh, she didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> your membership is starting March 15th. So. News tea. New, tea. I know, right? See, that's the bonus that I get about being your tech witch is I can do all those things and say, oh, by the way. <laughs> so, so, I'm excited. <laughs> so membership is going to be March 15th and you're we're going to overhaul your whole website. So people will be able to do those workshops and connect with you and all of that stuff. But what is your website? And I'll make sure all the links are in the show notes for everybody. What is your website? What are the, the couple of groups that they could look for on Facebook um, to find you? Right. So everything is going to be at one ounce at a time.com. And that's all completely spelled out one ounce at a time. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook and under the main Facebook page, there's tabs where you can get into the groups and um, stuff like that. Or you could also type in Elizabeth Anderson Sierra into Google, and maybe your mind will be as blown as mine because I'm still shooketh. Shooketh. <laughs> I am shooketh. Shooketh. Quite literally, if. <laughs> but I was added to Wikipedia, and I, 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 I don't even know. I can't wrap my mind around that. <laughs> Well, and, and the other thing I want to interject to before we, before we, um, close down this episode is that you don't seek this out. I don't. This literally shows up at your doorstep in the beautiful wrapped package with, with a glittering bow and it's like, and a, and a makeup artist and a makeup artist. (laughs) I'm shook at that. What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you do, you have regular opportunities and, and being your IT person, I'm constantly in your email, making sure that things are working and connected and like and getting it's normal for you. And I'm over here. Like, I don't, I remember <laughs> messaging you once and saying, Hey, did you know that you had a message from insert massive company here? Like, so, oh, oh yeah. I'll get back to them. Like, so they do, they just three weeks later. Yeah. Well, the, you know, you've got, you've got shit going on. But they do, they just show up at your doorstep and and it's the epitome of how, when you are in your calling that this, it really can just like fall in line for you. Right. So one ounce at a kind, one ounce at a kind, one, (laughs) one ounce at a time.com and on Facebook and Instagram. And there's a bajillion different support groups that you um, run on Facebook. And I know for people who are wanting to not be on Facebook anymore, you're also starting a community offsite as well. So that's all coming. So there's lots of ways for people to connect with you and find you. And yes, you keep doing what you do because you really are amazing. I love it. The bottom line is that I, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. It shows. It does. <laughs> All right, Elizabeth, I love you so much. Thank you so much for being on here and you have a, you have a great day. Thank you. More tea. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thank you guys so very much for joining me today and for listening. If you loved this episode or hated it, I would love to hear your feedback. And don't forget to follow me on Instagram at how to be a badass ish. And I look forward to talking with you guys again soon. Have a wonderful day.